Hello, I'm Oliver Colling, and this is my 70s TV childhood. A very warm welcome to you all, and thanks for listening to this, the first episode in our second season. It's great to be back, and I'm really looking forward to sharing more wonderful memories with you over the coming weeks and months. For those of you who are new listeners, thanks for joining us on probably the finest, if not the only, podcast about growing up as a child in 1970s Britain, and the central part that television played in our lives and society then. We've covered quite a bit of ground in our first season, which is available to catch up or subscribe to at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other major podcast providers. We've looked at what it was like to watch TV in the 1970s, with only three channels, probably in black and white, and on a rented television set, which took several minutes to warm up before it burst into life. We've covered Watch With Mother, Sport, Music and Christmas. And we've reminisced about several programmes, including Robinson Crusoe, The Flashing Blade, Pipkins, Are You Being Served, Follyfoot and notably The Banana Splits. So what can we expect from season two? Well, very simply, more of the same. Part social history part personal childhood memories from me and my guests, and part analysis of television and the shows we loved. We now have listeners in 28 countries across the world, so wherever you are, I hope we can brighten up your day. I'd love to hear your memories. You can join in the conversation at our blog, www.my70stvchildhood.com, tweet me, at 70s TV Childhood or email oliver at my70stvchildhood.com. As always, I've been touched to hear from listeners on a number of subjects. Our Christmas edition brought back memories for lots of you, particularly about Morecambe and Wise, who will be featured in a future dedicated episode of the podcast, and their Christmas show, which became as big a part of Christmas tradition as Turkey and Tinsel. I also unwittingly stirred up a rather a hornet's nest by mentioning that both BBC and ITV had circus shows on their Christmas Day schedules in 1975. One listener sent in a particularly long rant. Why did we always have to have the, expletive deleted, circus on? It was boring, cruel to animals, and, even as a child, the clowns inspired a deep feeling of dread in all of our family. Well, sorry, Jeff, to stir up such angry thoughts. I hope you've got over them by now. During our Christmas and New Year break at my 70s TV childhood towers, I managed to watch a couple of ghost stories which were on TV. They were both very well made, well acted, and had interesting plots, but for me they lacked one vital ingredient. They were not in the least bit scary. I didn't have any recurring thoughts about the plot and I had a good night's sleep afterwards and this got me thinking back to my 70s TV childhood 
when programme makers and broadcasters seem to have got the skill of inspiring terror in a generation of children down to a fine art. In fact, based on the shows which come out regularly in our discussions on this podcast, there is a whole nation of children born in the 60s and 70s who have permanent psychological scars from what they saw on the television. I think this deserves a little more investigation. One of our listeners very kindly sent me a DVD of BPI Public Information Films for Christmas, following our episode on the subject. The listener was moved by my references to the film Dark Water, which petrified him as a child, he wrote, and I personally had distressing memories of the railway safety film The Finishing Line, which featured lots of young children being killed and maimed in horrific railway accidents. I was also scared stiff of visiting the countryside for many years, having watched the public information film showing death around the corner in every farmyard. But having taken the time to watch Dark Water for the first time in over 40 years, I have to say it's still powerful, shocking and really deeply disturbing as it features a dark hooded figure who picks off children one by one to meet grisly ends in the water. Why are there so many of us who have these powerful memories, even now, decades later? I think there was a bit of post-Victorian psychology at play in showing, in as graphic a way as possible, what really might happen if you played on the railway line or went close to the edge of unknown water. I also think that some of the fear was driven by the fact that we had little else to watch. In many ways, Today, children are exposed to the idea of horror and terror in a very different way than we were. The rise of the American version of Halloween has brought ghosts and ghouls more into the mainstream and shoot-em-up zombie apocalypse video games have made it harder to shock and to frighten children into behaving in a certain way. I think there's also a great deal of sensitivity around what's shown on screen to the extent that even the charming Paddington movies have a warning of mild peril on the opening titles. Education is more about involving children in learning and mainstream entertainment doesn't seem to want to scare the hell out of kids in the same way it used to. Other than the public information films mentioned, I've been asking some of our listeners for their memories of what struck fear into their hearts watching TV as children in the 1970s. And interestingly, there are a number of shows and moments which crop up time and time again. So let's take a look at some of those our listeners have mentioned. The first show often mentioned won't be a surprise to many of you. Doctor Who has frightened generations of children since it began in 1963. My sister is amongst many of you who did actually hide behind the sofa when the Daleks, created by Terry Nation, made an appearance. There is something terrifying about the Daleks, even now, and I find it hard to put my finger on it. Personally, I found the Sea Devils the most scary of the Doctor's foes, but that's probably a debate for a whole different episode. As is, which incarnation of the Doctor was your favourite? Here's a clue. For me, it's between John Pertwee and Tom Baker. One show which definitely didn't frighten you was the one which was almost entirely about ghosts. And I'm talking about Scooby-Doo, 
which a number of you have asked to be featured in a future episode. I suppose the plots were so formulaic, and that there never really was a ghost in it, and it always turned out that it was down to Mr Jones, the evil carnival owner all along, who would have got away with it too had it not been for those meddling kids. Lots of fun, and one of my enduring favourites, but not scary or disturbing in the least. Well, as far as I know. Within British-made children's TV programming, there were plenty of disturbing shows based on our listeners' memories, some of which I remember and some of which I'm afraid passed me by. The ITV series Children of the Stones inspired and scared the heck out of many of you. I do remember this one and being quite disturbed by the constant feeling of menace which exuded from the screen, even watching in black and white. From memory, the plot was based around a scientist or historian or might have been an archaeologist and his son who moved into a strange village where everyone's enthralled to the local squire who possesses a range of seemingly magic powers. I think there was also quite a bit about time travel and history repeating itself, so a fairly complex storyline. There was also lots about nature and animals. And, as an adult thinking back, the closest thing I compare it to would be The Wicker Man. It's almost as if the commissioners of the show had seen the film and asked the programme makers to come up with a kid's version. I don't remember how it ended, but that it was one of those shows that left you feeling disturbed for weeks after watching it. If you can remember how it ended, drop me a line and let me know. In a similar vein, I remember being haunted by a programme which, until recently, I thought was called The Pylons, but which now I know was called The Changes. As regular listeners know, I tried to base my recollections on memory alone, but in this case I wasn't sure of the exact name of the programme. So I typed Pylons and Scary Kids TV into Google, brackets other search engines are available, and was immediately shown lots of entries, both giving the name of the show and countless testimonies as to how scared lots of now middle-aged people were having watched this programme as children. The plot was a, I suppose, a reverse take on the Terminator movies, with humans reduced to Iron Age subsistence living, having rebelled against the machines that they saw taking over the world and trying to wipe out the human race by exerting their powers, which I seem to remember was largely done through pylons. The main protagonist was a girl who wanted to apply science to the problems, but she was, inevitably, called out as a witch by the Iron Age subsistence people. Now, I know this sounds totally ridiculous, and not the least bit frightening, but I have to confess there was an eerie and heavy atmosphere throughout the entire series. Just check out some of the recollections people have online. There's another series I remember that gave me and my classmates nightmares, and that was a collection of scary stories under the title Shadows. These were aired as children's TV, but some of them I remember being extremely frightening and disturbing. One of them in particular featured a window which showed you terrible things when you looked through it, a thought which kept me awake for several nights. I don't think I was an overly sensitive child, but the makers of this and many other 70s series really knew how to get into the minds of small children and give them a damn good fright.
I'd love to know what shows you found scary or disturbing and how many of them you can remember today. Let me know on our blog, www.my70stvchildhood.com. Tweet me at 70stvchildhood or email oliver at my70stvchildhood.com. There was also a strange phenomenon in that there were several programmes that I and some of our listeners found disturbing or frightening that were not meant to be. In previous episodes, we've discussed Partly Hair in Pitkins, a mildly psychotic hair puppet who seemed to be seething with anger and pent-up aggression, ready to explode at any minute. At his most angry, he really could be quite scary. There are also some rather odd characters in children's programmes imported from abroad. One that I don't remember, so thanks to our listener Jeremy for bringing it to my attention, is Paulus the Wood Gnome, a Dutch programme about, well, a gnome who lives in the wood. So what, you may ask. But having now watched some of the show, the rest of the wood is populated by a series of rather grotesque animal characters and a particularly nasty witch. Perhaps I did see the show when it appeared in the early 70s, but have exercised it from my memory to avoid having to think about it. More than one of our listeners mentioned the cartoon Barber Papa as being something which disturbed them. This was yet another imported children's show, this time from France. The main character, Barber Papa, was, well, what can only be described as a large blob who had the useful power of being able to shapeshift to help him in all kinds of adventures. He was later joined by Barber Mama and a whole range of Barger Blobs as children. Each show was only five minutes long, so I'm not quite sure how it evolved to such a complex family dynamic. I think part of the reason it was so disturbing to some of you was that the Barber Papa family were all different lurid colours a fact that was lost to me, so I only ever saw them in black and white. Now, I know some of our listeners will now be thinking that I'm starting to make some of this up, but I swear this was a very popular show at the time. And whilst I didn't find it scary myself, I can appreciate why others found it so on reflection. No discussion of 1970s programmes which haunted childhood viewers could ignore what has been identified as one of the most scary programmes by several of our listeners. The Singing Ringing Tree. This programme was yet another foreign import, this time from East Germany, and was originally made in the late 1950s, but, like many other foreign imports, was shown again and again and again over the 60s and into the 70s. It was ostensibly innocent enough, a traditional Brothers Grimm-type fairy tale about a princess and a handsome prince. Again, from memory, the handsome prince wanted to marry the princess, who, as I remember, was a bit hoity-toity and demanded the famous singing ringing tree before she'd marry him. I can't remember what powers, other than the obvious singing and ringing, the tree had, only that it was pretty frightening on its own, and I thought that it should be left well alone, and that was before the evil dwarf villain had appeared. This character exuded menace, threat and unspeakable horrors 
and I think is one of the main reasons why this program spooked so many. That and the eerie soundtrack. The plot became very complicated as the handsome prince was turned into a bear, and I remember a giant goldfish played a part somewhere as well. Unlike most of the repeats which came along in the school holidays, I only watched this series once, and that was enough. It was unsettling, and something in it was genuinely haunting. As an adult looking back 40 plus years, I can't help thinking it may have been part of a communist East German plot to undermine the bourgeois West by scaring the bejesus out of all of its children, who would then rise up and embrace Marxism and overthrow capitalism. In those aims, it was only partly successful. The other scary programmes which I have lasting memories of were not children's programmes at all, but those meant for adults. Yet again, the writers and producers of these dramas managed to tap into something which struck fear into viewers without being reliant on violence and gore, a real skill. We had Orson Welles' Great Mysteries, made by Anglia TV in Norwich, which would always begin with a great man dressed in a black coat and fedora, walking through a misty street, presumably somewhere in the back streets of Norwich, and wheezing towards the camera. Good evening, I am the man in black. Tonight's tale is a tale of mystery, etc, etc, etc. How they persuaded Orson to do these shows is a mystery. Perhaps he needed the money, um, but he didn't appear in any of the dramas. But I do remember that they were mostly pretty gripping and often had a savage twist in the tale, as did the later Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected. Oh, and I'll add in one more homegrown show, created by Terry Nation the inventor of the Daleks, who we mentioned earlier. And that show was Survivors. Using the premise of a global pandemic, wiping out most of humanity, having been rapidly spread across the world by air travellers, Survivors was one of the bleakest, most depressing things I've ever seen on television. Showing how the human race descends into chaos post a pandemic. And, as a young child, it was just a thing to depress me and make you live in fear of anybody who dared sneeze. Fancy that. A global pandemic bringing chaos to the whole world. Always seemed a bit far-fetched to me. American shows at the time could also shock and surprise. I'm sure many of you remember the TV miniseries adaptation of Stephen King's Salem's Lot in the late 1970s, parts of which were truly horrifying and shocking even though the main character was played by David Soule of Starsky and Hutch fame. Watching it with my parents, we were all stunned by some of the shocking action and the tense, frightening storyline. I probably should have been in bed. So thanks to my parents, both for their indulgences and for the nightmares. The last show I'd mention is one that genuinely gave me nightmares and also one that wasn't on past my bedtime. An episode of Armchair Thriller on ITV provided me with what was probably the scariest TV moment of my childhood, and I'm shuddering as I remember it now. I wonder how many of you out there listening remember The Faceless Nun. At the end of an episode, having racked up the tension, the main protagonist, who was a police officer of memory, was climbing up a spiral staircase with a tension building and building and building, And finally, in the room at the top, she opened the door and saw a nun in a rocking chair, 
who turned around to reveal she didn't have a face. Well, so what? Doesn't sound very scary, does it? But I assure you that it was. And that when I got to school the next morning, about half of my classmates had been awake most of the night in fear of the faceless nun. Why was it so disturbing? I really don't know and can't remember exactly why, but it was. I bet some of you are thinking back on it right now. Whatever it was, it was a typical example of the ability of 70s TV to frighten and disturb its younger viewers. I don't think it's the same today. We and younger viewers are largely unshockable, with the odd exception, like Jeb Mercurio's line of duty. So building up tension and terror doesn't work so well now. For those of us who grew up in the 1970s with Dark Water, Children of the Stones and Hartley Hare, we can still look back and shudder at the memories. Well, that's enough scary stuff for now. If you're listening late at night, I hope you've locked the door. Oh, and don't worry about that creaking on the landing floor. Wrap the duvet round you a bit closer, sleep well, and I'll see you soon for more from my 70s TV childhood. If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by visiting my Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash Oliver Colling, and becoming a supporter. For £2 a month, you can join the Tufty Club and get a shout out on the show whilst crossing the road safely. And for £5 a month, you can be a Blue Peter Badge member, get a shout out, and join me for a future episode as well as doing some marvellous things with sticky back plastic. All memberships are flexible and can be cancelled at any time. Your help is greatly appreciated. <laughs>